When you want to do nothing, you should do nothing. This doesn't mean to be lazy. This means to get to the activity that is the closest to doing nothing that you can do because that's what your body needs and that's what your mind needs and that's what you need ultimately. When we get tired, we feel like we don't want to do anything. But if we have a work day or if we have something we need to do, we force ourselves to do that and we do it typically in a lazy way. If we're really, really exhausted, if we really need to rest, then our actions won't be at the peak of their ability because we'll be too tired to perform at 100%. And this happens, getting too tired. And so our actions come out in a lazy fashion. And that might include watching TV. It doesn't take a lot to watch TV. We actually just sit there and we follow along with something and the story has a beginning, it has a middle, it has an end, it has a life, and it has a death of the story, and the, you know, the beginning, and like, I think people love beginnings, I feel like that's where they, they see the possibility of something, when you're tired, it's hard to do things, you get distracted, and there's certain things that we tend to do because we're at that level of ability. So, for instance, video games take a certain level of ability, but they don't take as much ability as creating something. Because you don't have to necessarily create in a video game. You just have to act. You have to play through it. You get to play it. And it is structured in a certain way. Every game has its own structures. And you're just within that structure. Creating takes a more intensive thought. When we get tired, we might make decisions that are in tune with the, the idea behind what being lazy is. We might make decisions to play video games instead of work. We might make decisions to not work out because we feel too exhausted we feel too tired and then that's a form of not being active which is another kind of trait of somebody that would be lazy but the real thing to look at here is that we are tired i mean we can go into why we are tired but that is every individual person's and scenarios own situation and story. The thing I want to focus on there is that we are tired. Not why we're tired, we just have to accept first of all that we are tired. And then cuz I think people I think people will still strive to do as much as they can even when they're tired. I think um, we will fake it. We'll try to do some work. We'll we'll do some work or some creating that is that is the bare minimum and in fact it is really basically wasting our time um, because what we need to do is nothing but it can take a while to get to that point of willingness to do nothing is what I'm trying to explain so even though when we play video games we're basically doing nothing even when we're watching TV we're doing nothing I, we're not doing nothing we're doing something even still there. And that is 
all we think we can do. We're trying to do our best even in those moments, um, at least some of us. And that, that, for instance, is my characteristic. So even when I'm um, not doing what I should be doing, because I feel too tired to actively do that, I do something still, but I, and I spend my energy doing it. Um, when in fact, I should be doing even less than that. Even though video games is less than working, even though watching TV is less than video games and less than working, even though, what else is there? I mean, um, anything that really kind of wastes your time, basically. Um, what what I'm trying to get to is it, it can be a struggle to get to that place where you actually do nothing. And you give yourself that that time to just basically exist. And in a lot of people, that only happens when we're actually asleep. That happens in a certain time of existence. I mean, we put we put day and night as day and night are concepts. And it is easier to do some things in the day, but it's also easier to do some things in the night. That's why people are night people and some people are, are day people <laughs> like that exists. There's a lot of people who um, don't live in, in the same uh, structure of, of hours. Um, the nine to five workday, that's a concept. That's just these certain light hours. There's a certain when when the earth is in the position where you are located, where the sun is hitting for that period of time. That's that's what day is. <laughs> Brother, that's what day is right there. Day and night. Um, but, uh, you know, these are all concepts. And we have to... And we, we give ourselves concepts to follow um, in a way to provide some sort of structure to our day. Um, but I think that can also be very detrimental. So one thing that happens to me, for instance, is I will put I will put a value on the things that I do during the day. And I will say, okay, I did a good day's work today. I spent a lot of time editing. I I built this, I did this, I I fixed up the motorhome, I, I redid the floors in the house. You know, I did this. And then I'll kind of feel by the end of the day when the when the sun is going down, I'll I'll start to feel, okay, I can I can now kind of sit back, I can relax, because I've done I've accomplished something. But what happens on those days where you wake up and something was off or you or your even your diet can be off. Like for me, my diet gets off every once in a while and and it really affects me when I get back into a healthier diet because I've cut out certain things out of my life. And, uh, and that'll throw me off. You know, that'll throw me off for a day. And I'll wake up and just be so run down and so tired. And maybe it won't land on, a, on an arbitrary weekend. You know, if I, like I kind of have for a long time 
tried to done do like the nine to five, even though I, I run my own business and give myself weekends and things like this. And it usually never happens. I usually work into them. And then that throws me off because then I think oh, I shouldn't be this tired I because it's Monday or it's Tuesday and I just had the weekend, but I worked through the weekend. So I'm tired when I'm tired. And because of the structures that I formed, it actually becomes a toxic self-talk thing that can happen for me where I can be like, I can wake up tired in the morning and I don't do what I need to do. I don't work out. I I sit around, I watch a little more uh, TV while I eat. Like, you know, sometimes I'll watch TV when I eat or YouTube videos while I eat and I watch it a little bit longer than I kind of need to or not, not not that I need to, but um, my meal's over and I'm just now watching TV. You know, it's like Saturday morning cartoons for a kid, you know, or waking up on a Saturday and just throwing on the TV and just chilling for a minute because you don't have to get up and you don't have to go to work. Um, it's not a, it's not a bad thing. You know, it's, it can become a routine. If somebody makes that into a routine, that's a different thing. Um, then you need to break that routine. You need to form a better routine. But I, during, during what I deem the week, I have a pretty solid routine. I, I wake up, I, you know, I work out first thing, then I make food and I kind of clean the kitchen a little bit as I do that. And then I sit down and eat and I, I work through the list that I've created that morning or the night before, hopefully, <laughs> you know, and I'm working on setting up my routine so it works even better and better. But even if you have a fully set out routine, what happens when you start to break that is then you say, oh man, I'm not having a good day. I'm not doing what I need to do. I'm not setting myself up. I'm, I'm behind. And then that starts to feel bad. And sometimes that, I mean, that's just my drive, right? <laughs> that right there is what will usually get me to do what I need to do during the week. But what, when you actually need a day off, that drive, if it's still in drive mode, can be quite harmful. And I guess maybe maybe some self-employed people will will understand what I'm talking about here. Um, but forming a structure, and this goes for other things beyond your work week, but forming structures are it's a double-edged sword. It can it can benefit you, but it can also it also has its own confinements and aspects that affect you. And so understanding what those are and understanding the effect of your cause, you know, that that kind of scientific law or idea, hypothesis, whatever, that um, maybe it's like physical law as we understand it, um, that, you know, there's cause and effect. That by performing an action, then there's a result. There's something, there's a, uh, something that happens because of something you do. Um, and uh, and so there's a there's because you have this idea of a structure, um, you need to also be able to remove yourself from that idea. And so that goes that concept right there, that idea completely can be adapted to such deeper things like 
the structure that we believe that we are, of who I am. I am a human being. My name is Forrest Stevens. I am 28. I live in this house. I have this much money. I, I do this for a living. This person's my friend. These are all structures that we're building. These are ideas. These are concepts in our head that, that although they are helpful, they are restricting in certain ways. And understanding where those borders lie and how they've, those certain concepts have confined you is what opening your mind is. It's what expanding your consciousness is. This is a deeper definition of those concepts that you hear in New Age philosophy and, and New Age spirituality. You know, uh, you've got to be open-minded. You have to um, connect to a greater consciousness. Um, or we can even go into a different language and say we have to connect with God. And these are, these are concepts, these are beliefs that we have, and um, they can limit you. And they limit you because, you because you believe something to be true. If you believe something is a sin, and you do it, you're a sinner. If you think something is bad, like not working out, or eating some junk food, then you feel bad when you do it. And ultimately, there's part of us that wants to feel that way because it is, it's, like a, it's like a comatose of familiarity. Um, we, have our own, we have our own nostalgia. We have our own child within us that wants to live a certain way. And we ha also have an adult within us that wants to live a certain way. And those things can be at odds. Or the behavior that you're doing can put them at odds, I should better say. We need to live harmoniously with ourselves, with our child self and our adult self, our conscious self and our unaware self, our animal self and our scientific human self, our open consciousness self and our primal self. We have to connect. We have to connect those two. We don't live in one over the other. It is one. It is the yin and the yang. The duality of life needs to become one. The duality of yourself. Um, the conflict within you that we all, we all have conflict within us. We have conflict within us that can create conflict outside us in all sorts of different small or big ways. It is not a, it is not a normal person who commits a large crime against another or, a, a, you know, does something morally just destructive. It is not somebody in their best of, of mind who is really in love and feels the connection of of themselves and their community and their world. It is people who are challenged by their, the people around them. They're, they're challenged by with who, with who they are or what the world is. They are challenged and that, that is them acting out that challenge. 
That's the that's the thing about a, a, a criminal is there's we treat the crime, we treat we treat people like criminals, but we we don't look at who they are and what is actually happening. We only do for a record's sake and, and to confine them within constructs and ideas. It's very interesting what we have as constructs and ideas in this world. Um, a very basic idea that I think we can all understand is prohibition in the United States, where liquor was illegal. And then, the, you know, one day it's, it's illegal, and one day it's legal. And does that make it right or wrong? Because there were tons of people doing it when it was illegal you know, drinking alcohol, just like there, there currently is with every substance under the sun. Um, just as there are people following the, the, the structure of law and people fall and not following the structure of law in, in their own ways. These are structures, these are beliefs. So let's get back to when you want to do nothing the best thing to do is nothing. This is an idea. This this goes back from not just my my workaholic mind, but what does that actually mean just in its truest sense? Well, doing nothing is very, very difficult for us. But we can we can the closest we get if we don't have any spiritual practice is when we're asleep. That's why sleep is restful. That's why it is. Um, it makes you feel like you can take on another day. It gives you some some respite from the activity that's going on in your mind. Now, in the daytime, sometimes when we're really tired, we need to go to sleep. But sometimes when we're really tired, we also need to do something that is close to nothing, like meditate or you know, focus on one thing that is not overstimulating and not driving you in, you know, go outside and stare at the, at the branches in the wind, um, do some breathing exercises, very, very, very simple things, very, very focused things. This can also be from working out. You can work out and you can focus on the exercise that you're doing. This can happen from cooking, you can be focusing on what is happening in front of you. It's this, it's this focus, and there's less other things that you're doing. Now, some of those were better examples than others, I think, at, at what you really need in certain scenarios. So, so we need different types of, of um, closer to nothing. And it depends on you. It depends on what you need to... Basically, what I'm talking about is self-care. Some form, do some form of deep self-care to, to relax yourself and to get back into a mode of, rest, of restoration. You need to restore. If you are tired, if you not tired but exhausted, you need to restore yourself. Your body is saying, I got some warning lights on saying I need an oil change I need to I need my fluids flushed <laughs> it's saying I'm a vehicle and I need to go to a mechanic aka a, a masseuse or 
um, you know, for instance, today, I mean, the reason I'm talking about this now is because I was exhausted today. I was playing video games when I should have been working, should have been, right? These are basic, these are, these are structural ideas that I have. Not necessarily true. I shouldn't have been working because I didn't. I wasn't able to. Um, I shouldn't have been playing video games though. I mean, a be- I should say a better use of my time would have been doing something closer to nothing like meditating or napping or sleeping. Um, what I ended up doing was having a bath, uh, doing self massage on my neck, listening to the new Joji album. Um, and, and going to bed a little bit earlier and also this, um, this is, um, this is very interesting because right now it's very late and I'm going to bed and, and, um, all day today I was in that mindset. I was in that, that structure, that routine, that, that, child brain of saying hey you should be working right now oh why are you still playing video games do something constructive and i was in that for a very long time today but now after doing this i'll have felt like i've accomplished something for the day but the day is just a another concept so all day today i thought i was going to accomplish nothing today but then right at the end of the day i do something that i am happy about creatively which is share these concepts on this microphone and um so that's another that's another thing to look at there is you never know if you think that you're having a bad day you never know how the day is going to end and and then you start to realize well that's just a arbitrary day that's the sun shining on my location and for you know for a certain amount of time and then it not for a certain amount of time this is just arbitrary ideas why do i have to do things by the day why do i have to do things by the week why can i not why am i breaking this up because is it not the day that we're born and the day that we die or even something bigger than that you know like our life is definitely bigger than a day so relax about how the day goes our day is bigger than in a day it's bigger than a week it's big you know our physical life is is the day we're born to the day we die that's that's a lot bigger than a week or a month at least for most of us and i think even if you're i i think it would be so stressful I, I think you would, if you knew when you were going to die and people do, people do know close to when they start to, you know, they start to get, oh, this will, you know, take you out in a couple months or whatever it is, you know, a disease, right? Somebody gets a, a, a terminal disease. They have some sort of concept of when they're going to die. And it's fairly accurate. They could die before or they could die after, but they, they know a lot more than somebody who doesn't have a disease. Um, or they at least believe that concept. And then they they have to work through a lot immediately. They have to confront death um, in whatever way that looks for them. Uh, we don't 
consciously confront death every single day at that level. Uh, at least not most of us. And um, I think it would be easier for yourself, not necessarily better for others, but for yourself, it would be better to not know when you're going to say, knowing that you're going to die in a month or not knowing that you're going to die in a month, your day-to-day activities will be quite different for, for either of those people. If their lives were exactly the same, if we had a, a perfect experiment of two people that were identical, identical lives, and, you know, a simulation that we could make, and we could have that as our input, two lives that are exactly identical. The only difference between them is one of them knows that they're going to die in 30 days and one of them doesn't. And then they go out and live those lives. The person who knows that they're going to die in 30 days are going to experience a lot of things. And the person who doesn't are just there. If they have the mindset of, of not being hard on themselves for what they do in the day, but, but what goes on, not doing what, they need to do within a month, but they're just living their lives as if it's, they're going to live it until the end of their life, which will be, is unknown. They're going to be happier day to day because they won't have all of the stress of all of the knowledge, um, and fears and, and concepts and structure of life and death. I guess that analogy doesn't perfectly line up. It could be, you know, somebody that doesn't know that they're going to die and somebody that does, I guess. Um, And I think that, you know, it's very interesting because if once again, if we go, we can go to uh, a modern idea of this and we can go to a, a traditional old idea of this. But the old one being that when you die, you don't actually die. You just go to another place. You either go to heaven or you go to hell. These are this is still you though. That's you going to heaven or you going to hell. So you don't die ever, basically. That's what that idea is. You have this soul, you never die. Um, that's a much different experience in the day to day than if you believe you're going to die. Um but that was like uh, something that they wanted people to feel through religion and, and even still in, we'll go to a, a modern idea of this, um, a new agey spiritual idea. There's the idea that we, that we live on in consciousness um, and that we can reincarnate. Um, and that's adapted from a type of religion, you know, a traditional religion as well. I mean, every spirituality every new one is adopt is adopted from an old one even if it pretends it's not and basically they're they're all just slight adoptions of faith-based ideas because having faith in something will put you on a track of of moving in a certain direction Notice how I don't say good or bad direction. I just say it's it has an effect on the way people behave. It is up to you to decide on the on the individual case if it's good or bad. 
because we all have different ideas of what good and bad is. It's certainly interesting, and it's interesting to think as an individual which one it is good to have in as your structure. Do you have faith that there's something else beyond physical life? Do you have faith that... Or do, it's not even, you don't have to have faith because what what ultimately you need is acceptance. And faith breeds acceptance. Um, having faith in something bigger than you accepts that as a truth. That's That you have to accept that as a truth. Having faith, you could also have faith that there is nothing beyond physical life. That we are a computer that shuts down and we are a complex we have a complex chemistry in our brains that makes us be able to have this individual experience and once it is done it is done if you have faith in that if you believe that that's true and you accept that you'll feel a certain way about death i think acceptance is definitely the path i think if we run that 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 simultaneous experiment in the simulation of the two people one uh knowing they're dying and one that don't i think it would matter i think the way they behave would would greatly hinge on what they believe just as we have set some parameters of what they believe one of them believing that they're going to die in 30 days and the other one believing nothing about that um, those are already parameters we've set within the simulation those are the differences and i think no matter what though what would really determine the individual's own well-being and low levels and that being low levels of stress and strife and suffering and and higher levels of contentment and happiness and joy and love I think that is what I think that is easier for any situation and any simulation any individuals in that simulation any people out there in this world I think it's easier with acceptance of what is and what your beliefs are because it it's even if those other people have an idea that is better for society today it can be very challenging to change the accept like it, you've accepted that the world is a certain way but the world is changing around us um, this can happen to anyone of any age if they are locked into some reality of the past of their own individual past and somebody is saying hey don't say those words don't act that way what ha what happened then shouldn't happen now <laughs> Um, beliefs are changing for what we believe to be the better and you know just like I said before good and bad is just a uh, uh, individual's belief and perspective some people think it's bad the way that the world is going some people think it's good the way the world is going and um, that's just based on a lot of probably a lot of what they've of their life has been you know everybody's life has created them to be the way they are we are all basically simulations with some input that gets downloaded throughout time and we just 
fulfill the acts of that as behavior. And then we die. 